Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Dental Assistant Nation podcast. So glad that you joined us today. A very timely topic that we're going to talk about today with a dear friend, as well as a frequent contributor to the podcast, and that is Mary Gavoni, CDA, RDH. Hey, Mary, how are you? Hey, Kevin, I am great, and I hope that everyone in the DA Nation is great as well. Absolutely. You know, we're getting that time of year when we're talking about flu shots, the C word is coming back. We're talking a lot about COVID. Uh, and and that's where I want to dive into today because I know it's a divisive topic. I know people are COVID weary, but we need to be, you know, very uh, open-minded about that this time of year, we know that COVID, flu, things like that are going to pop up, not only in the dental practice, but with our dental patients as well, right? Absolutely, Kevin. I think a lot of people believe or hope um, fervently hoped that once the pandemic was declared over, that we were done with COVID. But remember that almost all the public health organizations, um, including CDC, said, no, 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 COVID will always be here. It, it's gone from an epidemic to a pandemic, meaning a global outbreak, and now to an endemic state like flu, like RSV virus, meaning it's always going to be here. We won't know from maybe one year or one season to the next, how widespread it's going to be. It may depend on variants. It may depend on the precautions that people take. And I know, as you stated, people are COVID weary. Do not say that C word again. Yeah. Do not talk to us about COVID, but we have to. And there's two reasons. Number one is for patient safety. And number two is for the safety of the team. And the dental assistants are the ones that get probably the biggest brunt of the aerosol when they're working at chairside, hygienists as well, if they're using uh, an ultrasonic scaler. So we still need to take some precautions and make sure that we pay attention to CDC information and even checking with a local county health department, uh, maybe on a weekly basis or so to see what the COVID cases are. What we know right now is that across the country, the number of COVID cases is increasing, not exponentially like it was before, but correlated with that are the number of hospitalizations increasing. That's the alarming thing, because if somebody gets COVID and they're not um, sick enough to have to be hospitalized, most likely they're going to recover. We worry a lot about how many people are hospitalized for treatment. And I think, you know, you mentioned COVID weary, uh, you know, and I think not only are we that way, our patients are that way. And so, you know, I have heard from several people, several friends that they are just going to plow through if they don't feel good. You know, they're tired of testing. They're tired of all these different things. And I think that we're going to get to a situation where a patient is going to walk in and he or she maybe isn't, shall we say, at the top of their health but they're pushing through because they don't want to go through the COVID tests. They don't want to go through all that. Is that when you rely on the local health department for guidance on what you should say in the practice and kind of your policy with something like that? Absolutely. And I have said for years, even before the pandemic, that I believe that practices should always be asking patients about symptoms of respiratory disease or even if it's someone who's prone to frequent outbreaks of herpes, 
that if you've got an active lesion, let's let's reschedule you. You're not going to be very comfortable. And that should be, it is the CDC's recommendation, has been for a very long time now, that if you have patients with respiratory symptoms, we don't need to test them necessarily to know if they have COVID or flu or whatever. If they have respiratory symptoms, we should reappoint them for our safety. And then people will say, well, we wear our face mask and and we're protecting ourselves, but you're really not. One of the things we learned throughout the, the span of the pandemic is that even if you're wearing an ASTM level three face mask that has good or reasonably good fluid protection and particle filtration protection, those masks tend to gap on the sides. When they gap on the sides, that means you have the potential for breathing in contaminated aerosols. And those patients were that are coming in with respiratory symptoms, we're not asking them to put a mask on like we used to, and they're probably going to push back against that. So then they could be infectious to other people. And the CDC clearly says that if employees have respiratory symptoms, they shouldn't be at work. And I know that that creates all kinds of havoc when people don't you know, they're short staffed to begin with. And now we have somebody out because they have respiratory symptoms and they can test or not test. That's up to them. We just heard, of course, an announcement that free tests are going to be made available to us again. And the really cool thing that's developed recently is now there is a test that you can take that will determine if you have influenza RSV or COVID because it could be any one of those three or maybe even a combination of two or more of those. So um, we need to screen patients. And if we are sick, we should stay home. And I think if I were a patient and I came into the office and my dental assistant, my doctor, my hygienist was sitting at chairside, even with a mask on, and they were coughing and coughing and coughing, I would be offended. And I think yeah. we need to think about that. You know, I, I know I, I just uh, flew uh, from Chicago to Denver last week. And I am so much more keenly aware now if people are coughing, if people are sniffling, whatever on the plane. You know, I, and it's, it's amazing how the ears perk up. And you're exactly right. I know as a patient, if I was in that chair, I, I would, I'm trusting my dental professional to be a professional. And that includes sometimes saying I'm not at a hundred percent. And even though schedule's full, whatever else it might be, it's the safety of the patients that always has to come first. Absolutely. And, and I think it's the same thing with vaccinations. There's still a lot of people who are resistant to vaccinations. They don't want the COVID vaccine for whatever reason. Um, They don't believe that flu shots work and, Um, We do have a substantial number of people working in dentistry that are 60 and over that are eligible Mm -hmm. for the new RSV vaccine. And I think as healthcare professionals, we have a responsibility to try not to contribute to the spread of infectious disease, which may mean then that we vaccinate ourselves. And whether or not you believe in the COVID vaccine There is a booster, unfortunately, because COVID keeps mutating. 
It may not work as well, but it gives you some protection. Um, flu vaccine, the biggest myth that I hear about that is that, well, I got the flu or I got the flu shot and I got sick anyway. Well, yep. vaccines are not meant to be 100% effective. Um, some years they are more successful in preventing infections and or than not. But it most certainly, just like with COVID vaccine, can reduce the severity of symptoms that may occur with that vaccination. Now, one thing I've noticed is that a lot of pharmacies um, and even some healthcare professionals are promoting getting a COVID and a, a flu vaccine at the same time. My personal opinion about that is I would space them out. Um, my healthcare professionals in the past have said that they're not so fond of just giving people a big bolus of vaccines all at one time, just like we do to our kids a lot of times. And so you may want to space them out a little bit, a week or two apart to lessen the um, potential for a reaction. But we have to think of what is our responsibility as a healthcare professional in preventing disease transmission. Yeah. And, and I think the professional side is really the important word in there. And, and you know, I, I know vaccines and, and masks and everything have become a very divisive issue. And so my thought is, and, and Mary, I, w I want your opinion on this, is that the dentist as the leader of the practice needs to have some kind of policy whenever it comes to feeling ill, whenever it comes to the respiratory disease. If, if I wake up as the dental assistant and I, I have shortness of breath or whatever it is, then I should be able to know that there's a policy in place in our practice that if I call in sick, I'm not going to have to worry about any kind of repercussions or guilt trips that I need to come in or anything like that. Is that a good place to start? Is just making sure that the practice, everybody is on the same page and has that kind of a policy. Oh, absolutely, Kevin. And I think that that just begs um, to be a team meeting topic. Let's talk about this. And nobody should be made to feel guilty. There shouldn't be any repercussions. If you're sick, you're sick. And, you know, sometimes, and especially the dental assistants face this a lot of times, if their kids are sick and then there's some resentment toward them, if they need to be home with their kids when they're sick, we need to be humans first and dental professionals second. So what would we do on a very human level? And we need to create the type of culture within the practice that we talk about this, we agree on what is the policy, and we're going to follow that policy unless there's some really out-of-the-box reason why we have to forego following that policy in a given um, instance. But the more you plan for situations to arise, the better you will handle them and the less resentment yeah. there will be. And, and I, I think I love your idea about team meeting and I love your idea about communication because, you know, it's funny and, and you remember this as well as I do, whenever this all first broke, we were so worried about bringing COVID home, you know, that we didn't want to go into the dental practice because we might catch COVID there and then bring it home to our kids, our elders, whatever it might be. And now a few years later, I see that there are so many that we don't mind bringing maybe COVID into the practice. And it's just such a, a strange twist 
um, that we've all of a sudden, yes, COVID is going to be a part of our lives. COVID is something that we're going to have to deal with for years and years and years moving forward. But I I've also see how that we've kind of become a little bit lackadaisical as well whenever it comes to COVID. Oh, I totally agree. And, and we still have to worry about not wanting to bring it home, so protecting ourselves while we're at work. But again, as a healthcare professional, we all have the obligation to do no harm to our patients. And as patients are so much more savvy about infectious disease and, of course, social media, who in the world would want someone to post on social media, hey, I went to my dentist and two days later I had COVID and I think that's right. where I got it. That would be horrible for a practice. It would be devastating. I completely agree. And we always worry about um, how we look on social media. We worry about bad reviews and everything else. And and let's be honest, you're exactly right. That could set up for some kind of a review, some kind of a uh, black eye, shall we say, in the community as well. And I think we've got to keep that in it mind. It certainly could. And so I, I just want to sort of clarify um, about screening patients. So first of all, you should always inform your patients that when they come in as a new patient or post some information on your website, on social media, if you have respiratory symptoms, our policy is to postpone your treatment until you're feeling better unless it's something that's an emergency. So if they do have respiratory symptoms and maybe a crown's come unseated or they have a toothache or they have a broken filling, whatever it is, then yes, see them for that, but not for routine. I'm not going to see them for their recall appointment. I'm not going to see them um, for some restoration that could wait. Now, the concern is, of course, then when do I get them back in the schedule well, that's where you need to have a good scheduling matrix so that you have some times that you save, that you reserve until just the week before um, that those appointments are scheduled. So you can slot those people in to those um, slots without making them wait now six months to get back into the dental hygiene rotation. And I, I think that that's something um, that a lot of times people forget about. We do have to reserve some time in order to do that. But if you let the patient yep. know ahead of time and you educate everyone on the team and what's the right verbal skill to use with that patient, we're going to, and you make it about them. We would rather have you come back in when you are feeling 100% rather than today when you're not feeling that great. And I know that there's so much that we could touch on with this. I know it's a very hot topic. It's a very divisive topic, but it's also one that you can't just push under the rug if you're at a dental practice. This is one that needs to be discussed. Uh, some kind of policies need to be in place. There's a lot that needs to be done uh, as we're getting into fall. I will tell you here in Colorado, the leaves are turning and, and it's a big reminder that we are uh, we are coming up on autumn very fast. Uh, so Mary, you know, you've always been a wealth of knowledge as far as infection control as far as dental assistance go. And so I want to make sure people know how they can reach out to you, how they can learn more about this topic, because I, I have a feeling there's going to be some questions that come out of this podcast. Absolutely, Kevin, and thank you. Um, the best way to reach me is with questions is by email at mary at marygavoni, G-O-V-O-N-I dot com. And you can also go to my website, marygavoni.com. 
And you can also listen in to the Compliance Divas podcast. And our favorite DA Nation podcaster will be on our podcast coming up in the middle of October. I always love when we can do the crossover. Absolutely. And and I know that the Compliance Divas podcast is a favorite among dental assistants as well, because you all really get into the nitty gritty when it comes to infection control, when it comes to compliance. And I think that is so important for our listeners. Absolutely, Kevin. Thank you. You bet. And thanks to all of you for listening to this episode of the Dental Assistant Nation podcast. Hey, sometimes we have tough conversations. Sometimes we talk about topics you may not want to hear about. But these are things that are impacting you, impacting your family, impacting your profession and your workplace. So please make sure that you know policy, make sure that you all are on the same page, and make sure you join us next time for the next episode of the Dental Assistant Nation podcast.